All right, welcome in. Another episode of Outsider Sports Football Podcast, and this is what it has all been building towards the Super Bowl is this Sunday. We're right on the eve of it, recording this late Friday night. Wherever you are, however you may be, I hope you are excited as we all are. Super Bowl time is here. Full cast with you, Ryan, Ben, Corey, and Dylan. And we're going to get into this, all right? Chiefs and Eagles. There's a bunch of plot lines leading into this game. Andy Reid facing his former team. Travis and Jason Kelsey doing, for the first time as players, brothers facing off against one each other in the Super Bowl. John and Jim Harbaugh did it a number of years ago as head coaches. First time for players. The AFC and NFC number one seeds will square off against each other. First time that's happened since the Eagles were last in the Super Bowl, beating the New England Patriots in 2017. And it's the head-to-head of the quarterback finalists for MVP. Well, it's a quarterback award these days, apparently, but Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts were the two favorites. Patrick Mahomes is your NFL MVP for this season. And guys, a dynasty is at stake here, a potential dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs. But go ahead and give me your initial thoughts with some of those plot lines or other points. Yeah, the Chiefs, I mean, and the Eagles, what a Super Bowl this is going to be. Now, I I just want to touch on two of those points that you brought up. The Kelsey brothers playing in the Super Bowl, how awesome is this? And you know, watching their podcast that they do. And, you know, they're mo- they're arguing about who their mom wants to win more. Who do they think their mom wants to win? Because even if she says she's neutral, you know, deep down, there is one that she wants to win over the other. Even if she says one, they know who she truly wants to see win. So it's fun to see them go back and forth. Plus, think about it if you, like, have a sibling, Corey, you do like if your younger brother and you were playing on that stage, how awesome would it be knowing the football fans your family is? The other point I want to touch on the Chiefs dynasty. This is a pivotal moment because this is supposed to be a dominant team on the Patriots level of dominance. And the Patriots lost three Super Bowls, but they didn't lose two out of the first three with Tom Brady and that's what Patrick Mahomes is on the verge of doing if he can't win this Super Bowl yes he's gotten there but he's only gotten one of them and he is making big time quarterback money he is a big time quarterback who is the best quarterback in the league without a doubt the and the Chiefs you know this is a dynasty that not necessarily is going to fall apart as long as Mahomes is there they have a shot but it really defines how successful the dynasty is. Yeah. Another uh, big storyline we should touch on is uh, Andy Reid versus former team. Now this is the fifth time in history that the coach has faced his former team. Just running through the history of that a little bit to see where Reid's going to fall. We Eubank did that in Super Bowl three Colts versus Jets. And he won. Dan Reeves did that in Super Bowl 33 Falcons Broncos, but he lost. John Gruden did that in Super Bowl 37, Tampa, Oakland, and he won. And Pete Carroll did that a few years ago, Seahawks and the Patriots, and he lost. Now that puts coaches at two and two in the Super Bowl versus former team. 
I'm wondering which side Andy Reid's going to fall on. Is he going to break the tie for the positives and the wins? Or is he just going to be another uh, coach failing against a team that let him go? Really going to be something interesting to find out. Yeah, I personally am very interested in the quarterback matchup here. We talked about it a little bit at the start. Ryan did the MVP and I guess the MVP runner-up. I know Jalen and Josh Allen were technically tied in votes, but I don't know who threw a vote out there for Josh Allen. That is ridiculous, but we don't have time to touch on that. Patrick Mahomes, the league MVP, kind of as we all said it should have been, and you could have made the case that Jalen Hurts is the offensive player of the year. His value was really shown when he went out in those two games. And a little stat that I want to bring up, MVPs are 0-9 in their last nine appearances in the Super Bowl. And recently, we did talk about the former one-seeds facing off. Tom Brady was the MVP that year over an injured Carson Wentz. Very similar storyline for the Eagles, both one-seeds, both MVP versus MVP runner-up. Last time it went the Eagles' way. Will it again go their way this time around? Yeah, it'll be exciting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I mean, these are two teams that they've won their last championship more on the recent side. I don't know how it feels for you guys, but that Eagles Super Bowl win almost feels like it took place longer than it really did. And even that Chiefs one, I mean, that was right before uh, COVID burst onto the scene and shut the world down. So that feels like it was from a different era, really. Um, but yeah, Ben made a great point. Look, this is a pivotal moment in the Chiefs' potential dynasty. There's the argument out there because they've hosted the AFC Championship game all the last five years, advanced to the Super Bowl now in three of them, winning one, losing one. The third one remains to be seen. Ryan, you bring up a great point, and with these Super Bowls being or feeling like they're longer or they're from a further time in history than they actually are, it is because of the pandemic. It feels like we are in just a new era of the world. Everything in our lives changed, and it really was a dramatic point in a very pivotal moment in all of our lives. I mean, all of us were just getting out of college. So really, it's one of those things where not only was it a big change in our lives, but it's a big change in the world and the sports world as well. So that definitely makes these Super Bowls that the Eagles and the Chiefs won feel like they were from much longer ago than they actually are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we talked on uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey already. You know, they're this is the brother bowl, sort of. They each were on those teams. Um, and I mean, they're the established presences the established guys, the veterans on their teams now, and they were both crucial parts in their previous championship success. But as the great Bruce Buffer has said, it's time. We're going to get into a true old school fashion debate here with Ben and Corey arguing for why they believe the Chiefs will win this game. And Dylan and I will be on the side of the Philadelphia Eagles. So Dylan, I'm going to toss it to you to make the first point here for your team thank you there ryan uh the first point that i have on why the eagles will win this super bowl is simply put their dual threat offense and more specifically their dual threat quarterback this is something that the chiefs don't have a lot of experience facing especially thus far in the playoffs yes joe burrow and trevor lawrence can be mobile at times but it's not just a part of their game they use it when necessary 
There is designed run plays for Jalen Hurts, the quarterback sneak up the middle that has been unmatched on fourth down this season and is almost a guarantee to convert. They cannot stop this Eagles running attack, whether it be from the quarterback, Sanders, Gainwell, Scott, and that opens up the play action. This offense is a dynamic one that this Chiefs defense, simply put, has not had the test of facing, and I'm not sure if they're up for it. Yeah, you made some good points there, Dylan. Let's start, though, with the dual threat QB aspect. And honestly, this encompasses a couple of your points, like the fourth and one and the running backs you named. The Eagles offense, their identity changes, but not in the good week-to-week sense. It's in the they'll forget they have running backs on their roster or they'll forget that they're able to run the ball. How many times have we seen Miles Sanders basically not get a carry in the second half? Eagles can just completely abandon the run game if it doesn't work for them early. And that's something that could be an issue and show up again. It's a Super Bowl. No holds barred. Everything is at stake. If the Eagles don't feel that run game's working, they're just going to go and pass, pass, pass. They got two great receivers, but... They're going to go to that and abandon the run. And that's something that's going to really hurt them. Now, go to the dual threat QB. Same thing. If the Eagles get behind, which they could, two really good teams, they're not going to run the ball. Hertz, Hertz has been good. He's been getting getting better week to week after that injury. But still, we don't know how he's totally feeling and you don't want him taking any unnecessary hits still. Hertz has got a very good arm. It's going to be the Eagles' pass attack that's going to be make or break for them. And I think that the Eagles might overlook their run game, backfield and QB, like we've seen them do so many times. Now, you also brought up their penchant for the QB sneak on the fourth and one. That's pretty tough to stop. They might be the best team in history at that. In order to stop them, Don't let them get into third and ones, fourth and ones. Don't let them beat you like that. Eagles need to get into position for that to succeed. And it might be just as simple as don't let them get third, fourth, and shorts. Either give up the first down or knock them down in the backfield. Yeah, good points, Corey. Now, I'm going to jump into our first point, our first argument. And... I, what I have written down, I think, sums it up. Patrick Mahomes is God. Okay? Like, there is no stopping Patrick Mahomes. When have you seen a defense hold Mahomes down for four quarters? He has proven against a strong Texans offense back when they had DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson playing at very strong points in their career. The Texans looking like legitimate AFC contenders and a 24, nothing lead was not safe. The chiefs hung 56 on them. This is what Patrick Mahomes can do. And while, yeah, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Guess what? He still has Travis Kelsey. And you know, this set of weapons for Mahomes has proven to be just as dangerous And as long as Mahomes is on the field, it really does not matter what you throw at him. Good pass rush, he can handle it. Good secondary, 
he can handle it. Stop the run. He pretty much hasn't had a running game with him his entire career. So it really doesn't matter what you throw at Patrick Mahomes. You better be ready to score every possession because that is what the Chiefs are capable of, no matter what your defense throws at him. Great point, Ben. However, you've given me now an opportunity to talk about my Colts for a good reason for the first time in a long time. You mentioned we never see Patrick Mahomes get shut down for all four quarters. The Colts have played Patrick Mahomes twice and in both occasions have held Mahomes under 20 points. Now, the big reason I bring that up is the first of those, they go into Arrowhead on a Sunday night football game. Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator at the time, and Nick Sirianni now is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So I believe he'll have enough material. Obviously, they're doing a lot of amount of preparation for this game, but he's seen it firsthand, where maybe some of these other coaches on his staff or players haven't. He'll be ready. He'll give them all they got. And you say that the Chiefs can score at will. So can the Eagles. You know, I mean, this is A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and this rushing attack can hit at any moment. And this is a defense that, I mean, big play Slay, Darius Slay. These guys, if Mahomes makes a mistake, this is the group to capitalize on it. So I'll go into our second point here. And obviously, both of these quarterbacks are great. We're not disputing that. But neither of these guys are 100% healthy right now. Mahomes is dealing with the ankle injury, hurts with the shoulder injury. And really, I think it comes down to how healthy do these quarterbacks play? Because I think neither of them will come out of the game barring uh, an unfortunate setback or re-aggravation of either of these injuries. So if these guys are playing less than 100% and on the field, so no Chad Henney, no Gardner Minshew, let's say they're not getting any action here. I think the Chiefs offense suffers a little more from a Patrick Mahomes, and they did great against the Bengals, but they suffer more than the Eagles have shown throughout this season. They can win any way they want. They can run the ball for 300 yards. They could throw the ball for 300 yards. They could score 40-some points in a blowout. They can win the nail-biter. Kansas City, again, great point you made. They could score at will. But their rushing game, and Isaiah Pacheco has been great for a seventh-round rookie out of Rutgers. Shout out the Jersey boys here. But it's not nearly as inspiring as Patrick Mahomes being able to take over a game. And with that ankle injury, his mobility will still be limited, even if it doesn't look like it. On the inside, he's hurting. And I just think that this Eagles offense, you say if the running game doesn't get going, They'll pass the ball. I don't see a problem with that because I think they could come back to the running game just like that, snap of the finger like Thanos, and be dominant like they have been all year. Yeah, you bring up great points about the Eagles' offense. Now, what the Chiefs have, and I feel like it's becoming a secret weapon at this point, Steve Spagnolo. He knows how to win big games. And you know what else Steve Spagnuolo knows how to do? He knows how to keep games close. And he knows how to prevent the big play. And that's exactly how the Chiefs are going to win this game. They're going to keep the Eagles from those big plays. They're going to make them sustain a long drive 
every single time not commit any penalties because if you get behind the sticks that's when you get into trouble and you know what chris jones has proven to be a dangerous dangerous player up the middle and he is making plays he was the outsider of the week nfc championship weekend or afc championship weekend rather still this is a very good chiefs defense that I think is going to stop the Eagles more than the Eagles will be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. Healthy or not, Mahomes has proven whether he can even stand on that ankle. He is still just as dangerous and just as strong. Now, the Chiefs' offensive line is also better, I think, than what the uh, Eagles saw against the New York Giants. And then when the Eagles played the 49ers, and there's not really a threat at quarterback, it's very easy to just pin your ears back and know they're running the football. It it takes all of the guessing out of it when you're a defensive lineman. That's why the defense has that kind of success against the running game. It really, this is the toughest test the Eagles are seeing all season long. And it's unlike anything that they have seen. You know what? They're going to be so geared up for the pass Mahomes sees five guys in the box. He's given the ball to Pacheco or McKinnon. He trusts those guys to get four or five yards and set up a second and five. The at least draw that sixth guy in the box. He knows he'll be able to find someone open. And if you blitz, he will pick you apart. He can get the ball out in two to three seconds. And guess what? He's also shown he's willing to take the hit to make that throw. Get up, run back up to the huddle, and run the next play. He will play. He is a gamer. I don't care if he has a more serious injury than Jalen Hurts. Mahomes is the better quarterback. Not saying Jalen Hurts isn't good. I said he was the offensive player of the year, in my opinion. But Patrick Mahomes is the MVP for a reason. And that is the difference in this game. Well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. And now let's let's talk about some other things that are going to go in the Chiefs' favor. Let's talk about the Eagles' cakewalk to a Super Bowl appearance. I can't wait to see how Dylan tries to talk his way out of this one. But the Eagles, who have they played? Nobody. Let me let me rattle off some team names for you. We've got Minnesota, Jacksonville, Dallas, the Giants. Four teams. Those are four teams that the Eagles have played that have made the playoffs. Three of those teams, the Eagles played before their week seven bye. They played three games after their bye against playoff teams, two of them being the Giants, and one of those being where the Giants rested their starters. The Eagles might have had the easiest road to the playoffs and the easiest road to the Super Bowl in the playoffs. They played a rebuilding Giants team, and as much as I don't want to knock my Giants, it's true. The Giants weren't anywhere near the level of competition that the Eagles should have been playing in the playoffs. Then you get to the championship round, and they play a 49ers team that didn't have a quarterback. A 49ers team who, yes, they have a vaunted defense, but that defense couldn't get off the field because they had no quarterback to give them a break. Even the best defense needs to get a breather sometimes. So when they're on the field for so long, it really it really hurts their ability to stop the other team. The, the Eagles, if they didn't make the Super Bowl with how everything broke, would be the one of the greatest failures in football history. But they didn't. 
they're here, but they didn't play anybody to get here. They haven't played a single team on the level of the Chiefs. I mean, who's who's a good – are the Vikings a good team? Everybody know the Vikings are frauds. Besides, the Eagles played them in week two when that was a week after they almost lost to a really bad early season Detroit team. Are, is Jacksonville a team on the Chiefs level? Jacksonville couldn't find their identity till later in the season. And they barely made the playoffs. They barely won their division. Is Dallas? I don't know about you. I'm not scared of Dallas. Nobody, everybody knows that Dallas can't get the job done when it matters. Dallas is nowhere near the Chiefs level. And even the Giants, the Giants are the, one of the most talent devoid rosters in the league. They're close to a Texans level issue with the talent. They just had good coaching. The Eagles haven't played anybody. They played Green Bay, didn't make the playoffs, made a good push at the end of the year. But Green Bay was not a good team. Chicago, terrible. Tennessee, terrible. Washington, not good. The Eagles haven't faced a good team all year pretty much, and especially they have not faced a team with the Chiefs', Chiefs talent. Even if you look at quarterback play, they haven't played faced anybody with even near as good quarterback as the MVP in Mahomes. This is the biggest test of the Eagles' season, and yes, it's the Super Bowl, but they haven't even gotten close to a team that they're competing against. This is uncharted waters for Philadelphia. Well, Corey, you specifically called me out, so I feel it's only right that I answer your question. And with multiple points here, I have. First off, the Eagles don't pick their schedule. So did they get maybe an easier luck of the draw? Sure. But what do you do? You knock down your competition. And the Eagles won a lot of games this season very convincingly. They weren't in nail biters week after week after week. This is a team that won multiple games by double digits. 20-point victories back-to-back in the playoffs. Did exactly what you would expect a dominant team to do on their way to a Super Bowl run. And what was their hardest path in the NFC? Dak Prescott followed by Kirk Cousins? Was that the toughest road they would have faced? Maybe a healthy San Francisco team, but I don't know about you, but when I saw from the beginning of that game, it didn't look like San Francisco came to play that day either. And there's a little bit of a falsity when it comes to the Chiefs road to the Super Bowl as well. Everybody claims that the AFC West is this tough division, but let's look back on it. Does anybody view the Broncos as a really good team at this point? Not really. The Raiders are getting rid of their quarterback because in their own mind, he didn't cut the chase and the Chargers Well, we saw what they did to Jacksonville. And did the Chiefs play tougher games? Sure. Buffalo Bills in the regular season? Oh, that was a loss. Cincinnati Bengals in the regular season? Another loss. Did they make up for that win in the playoffs? Sure, but their tougher competition that they faced in the regular season put up a good fight against them and won on multiple occasions. So when it comes to strength of schedule, sure, the Chiefs have a little bit of an edge, and I'd argue that they have more experience up to this point. But the Eagles continuously knock down the pins in front of them like a bowling ball. And we've talked a lot about the Chiefs offense continuously being dominant no matter what they face, and Patrick Mahomes being that guy. But I'm old enough to remember the Super Bowl just a few years ago when they played Tampa Bay and only put up nine points because they couldn't find the end zone one time in four quarters with a defensive line that's very similar to this Eagles team. 
all I could say is the Eagles have dominated when they needed to, won when they needed to. And yeah, their strength of schedule wasn't the hardest. But they're here, and they were here on a path to victory. Eloquently said, Dylan. And I could sense a hint of restraint in your voice from letting it get too uh, expletive-filled. But great job defending your team. We'll get into our counterpoints here. And Dylan mentioned it. Look, Patrick Mahomes... I'm not disputing it. He's the best quarterback in the league. He's the MVP for a reason. He's a two-time MVP and only five years of starting for a reason. He's at the top of the mountain right now. However, Dylan said it, that Tampa Bay defense just two years ago gave him fits in the Super Bowl and kept the Kansas City offense out of the end zone, and that was with Tyree Kill. Look, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, these hyphen names, they've played good for Kansas city and collectively I think have replaced the Tyree kill volume, but this is an Eagles defense that is just elite and deep at every level. They will give Mahomes fits and Mahomes injury or not, will not be able to escape the clutches of Hassan Reddick, who had a phenomenal year. He warranted uh defensive player of the year votes, I believe. And um, just to backtrack too, because Ben and I, mentioned on the show a few weeks ago we were looking at the eagles defense versus the dallas defense and we said look the dallas defense is viewed as one of the best in football but they have micah parsons who surprisingly did not get any first place defensive player of the year uh award votes and uh high risk high reward trayvon diggs the eagles are that team they have talent at every level they've done it every way drafting trades free agency uh howie roseman has done a great job putting this team together so Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but I'm saying it won't matter. This defense will do too much. They'll be able to key in on Travis Kelsey, and I just don't think Juju or MVS and McCole Hardman will not be available in this game. Yes, they get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back, but I've mentioned already my feelings on the Chiefs running game. They're not going to win this game for Kansas City. It has to be Mahomes, and I just don't think the Eagles defense is going to let that happen. Yeah, I, I got to give the Eagles some credit. They have one of the best defensive fronts in football and possibly one of the best over the last 20 years. They get sacks at an unreal rate. Just insane how they bully offensive lines. Now that that word vomits out, sorry. How do the Chiefs defend themselves against that that pass rush? Mahomes has to move. The Eagles struggle against mobile quarterbacks. They haven't faced too many, but when they have, the Eagles give up a lot of yards, especially if the quarterback's able to get to the outside away from that pass rush. Mahomes isn't known as a mobile quarterback, but he's also not a statue back there. And if that ankle is feeling all right, Mahomes needs to be able to move. He's got to run. Graham, Reddick, everybody is going to be going after him. The Eagles will not be giving up. They will be relentless with their pressure on the quarterback. But if Mahomes is able to move, get out of the way, get the Eagles back a little bit, they're going to have to respect the pass. Nobody makes more incredible athletic feats in the pass game than Mahomes. Close his eyes, throw it the other way. I'd be shocked if we didn't see a behind-the-back pass this, this Super Bowl. Just something insane. The Eagles are going to have to to back off a little bit if they uh if they want to stop Mahomes because he's going to be able to move out of the way. He's going to be able to to rush for some yards. 
and the Eagles are going to have to respect the pass game, and they can get home rushing four, but blitzing, sending five, six, they're great in all forms of that, but they're going to have to respect the pass game and maybe even have a spy in certain parts of the game. It's good. It's going to be a tough area for the Chiefs to to surmount them, but it's very possible. Listen. We have talked a lot about all the great players in this game. The defenses, the offenses, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. What is going to come of this? My counterpoint to you guys is simply, in football, great teams win games. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. There's no doubt about it. You won't hear an argument from me there. But this is a team sport. And the Eagles, top to bottom, have the best roster in the NFL. They have the best offensive line. In my opinion, they have a top five defensive line. They have two top 15 cornerbacks based on production this season. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are both top 20 wide receivers. This team is loaded. Patrick Mahomes is special. But in a football game, one great player usually cannot beat a great team And I'm going to stick on the side of odds here and say that the great team comes out on top. Yeah, Dylan. And, you know, Corey touched on the defensive line and the Eagles do have a great defense overall. And I'm going to touch on the secondary. And it's a very underrated secondary with Bradbury and Slay back there. The safeties have been strong for them all season as well outside of Davis Webb absolutely stealing the soul of that one guy. I forget who he was, and that's how forgettable he was because the most memorable play for him was getting run over in the end zone by Davis Webb. Either way, though, this isn't supposed to be negative on the Eagles, you know, because they are a very strong defense, and I argued that they were one of the best defenses in the NFC. I thought San Francisco's was the only one that was better, and I guess we'll never know, but... Either way, it's one of those things for this game that I think hasn't been talked about on this podcast enough, and that's the coaching matchup here. And I think while Sirianni's a good head coach and Andy Reid's a really good head coach, I think the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy has a lot to prove in this game. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill. He understands what happened to them against Tampa Bay, and he can learn. Well, guess what? He's also had success against really good defensive lines in the past as well. With a weaker offensive line, the Chiefs learned and rebuilt their offensive line over the last two years after that Super Bowl. They've come out and been a much stronger unit as an offensive line, not to mention the fact what Jarek McKinnon and getting Clyde Edwards-Alaire back does is give more protection in the backfield because those are guys that Mahomes trusts as a personal protector to go pick up an extra guy when he needs an extra second to get a throw off or just to slip outside the pocket if he needs to just a a quick shovel pass to pick up four or five yards because again staying ahead of the sticks is what's going to be important keeping possession of the ball and 
you know, Eric Bieniemy is going to have a lot of tricks up his sleeve here. He's getting Canarius Tony back, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey. Guess what? You key on Travis Kelsey. Go ahead. You're putting two defenders on him. Guess what? That means Canarius Tony is going to torch you. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't even get touched. I don't care who's covering him. They're not fast enough to keep up with him. He is so shifty. He is such a good route runner. It does not matter who covers him. He just gets open the only thing that stops Kadarius Tony is Kadarius Tony's health now you also throw in Juju Smith-Schuster in the mix and a Marquez Valdez-Scantling those are guys who have been very strong as well and Travis Kelsey has proven even when you double cover him it doesn't matter because guess what it's not going to be Darius Slay or James Bradbury on Travis Kelsey unless he lines up in the slot which the why would the Chiefs do that if you can just line him up on the line of scrimmage, because guess what? Then he's not only he's going to be able to help in protection as well. So that's an absolute weapon in Travis Kelsey. He's not just a threat in the passing game as a, as a pass catcher, but as a pass blocker, there are options to protect. And you know what? It, there really, really is a lot of directions. This game can go because of how talented these two teams are. But betting against Mahomes is never the best idea. And I remember when I thought Mahomes got hurt against the Browns in the divisional round, I think two years ago. I went and threw a bunch of money on the Browns because they were still underdogs. It was before the line shifted a bit, and they were huge underdogs down 13 points, and Baker Mayfield ended up going down on that drive and scoring a touchdown. So I was like, oh, the Browns are going to win because Mahomes is hurt. Well, guess what? Mahomes came back, and he absolutely closed out the game. Don't bet against the Chiefs. Yeah, they've lost a Super Bowl. They've learned. And that staff has stayed together. And Steve Spagnolo knows how to stop talented offenses in big games. And Eric Bieniemy has a lot to prove because guess what? That's a guy who deserves a head coaching job. And if he is able to carve up this very, very talented Eagles defense with a wounded Patrick Mahomes, if he is still hurt, I think he deserves the Indianapolis job. Great points all around. Um, I think what it really does show you is how, great of a matchup this is and how spoiled we are for this year's Super Bowl as fans and Ben I appreciate Eric Bieniemy would be a great choice I'm still on the Raheem Morris train right now though I think he'd be my first choice but we're going to go into our conclusion so Corey I'll give you the floor first here tell me just how you see this game playing out score prediction MVP prediction and we've done outsider of the week outside of the year who do you think shows up that's not a big household name in the Super Bowl here. Yeah, I think KC's going to take this. You know, I'm giving it a score, 31 to 25. Six-point game, you know, maybe Philly leads late. KC gets a touchdown, goes up. But it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be close. It's going to be fun. It's going to come down to whether Mahomes can get away from that defense. If Mahomes is able to not be, you know, put on the ground, you know, more than three, four times because the Eagles are going to get theirs. Then the Chiefs are going to have a real shot at this. 
And to me, that's the make or break point. If the, if the Eagles defense can overwhelm Mahomes, it's going to be a long night in can- for Kansas City. If Mahomes is able to get out of the pocket and move, make the Eagles respect his legs and the pass game in that sense, because nobody's a better uh, passer on the run than Mahomes, then, you know, it's going to be a little tougher for Philly. But again, 31-25 KC is my final score. Ben was talking about, you know, tight end and Travis Kelsey. I do think the outsider of the game is going to be a tight end, just not Kelsey. It's going to be Noah Gray. We've seen him utilize in the past game, you know, a decent amount. And I think he's going to be somebody who might, you know, catch a late touchdown, make a big reception down the stretch, maybe hit a couple key blocks. But I think he's somebody that we're going to look out for, and he's going to pop up a couple times during the game and be noticeable. Now, the MVP of the game, it's a quarterback-driven league. If the Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes. If the Eagles win, it's going to be Hurts. So with that said, I'm going Mahomes for the MVP because quarterbacks just win the MVP. doesn't matter how well anybody else plays. Great there, Corey. Dylan, uh, go ahead and give us your take. Yeah, so the way that I see this game playing out, I do think it's a little bit higher scoring than people may or may not expect. However, I do think the Eagles pass game is able to be successful. Remember, the Kansas City Chiefs got two rookie cornerbacks slotted in right now, and I know that they did work last week against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but that's because their defensive line was able to get home. The Eagles have the best offensive line in football and two Hall of Famers in Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. Jalen Hurts will have time, and with that time, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are big play candidates in this game. I think the Eagles take an early lead and into the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, still have that lead at hand, which allows their defense to pin their ears back and really get to Mahomes and have him face that pass rush that has been so lethal all season. When it's all said and done, I think the Eagles win this game by a score of 38 to 27. My outsider for this game is Eagles running back Kenneth Gainwell. Week after week, he has shown improvement after improvement. He was their leading rusher last week, and he did not score a touchdown. He was the only rusher to not score one. They're going to look to get him in the end zone if they can. And a little underrated prop, some uh, potential not-so-gambling advice, gambling advice would be Kenneth Gainwell's rushing prop is set at 19.5, and, and I will leave it at that. And like Corey said, it's a quarterback's league. If you're putting up 38 points, the MVP is going to be Jalen Hurts. Right there, Ben, how do you see it playing out? I'm going to give you a prediction here. And I'm going to tell you right now, both teams are going to score on their first drives. I believe both teams will have touchdowns, but at the very least, both teams will have points on their first drives. The first 10 plays... Do not judge the game on both teams' first 10 plays. The defenses are going to have scripted plays as well as the offenses. They are trying to feel each other out and see what is going to work against certain looks and what looks they are going to get. Now, you're not going to see those audibles. You're not going to see them check out of anything on those first 10 plays because they want these certain looks. The game will get a better handle by the end of that first quarter. And you'll be able to see truly 
whether or not what's going on, if this is going to be an offensive shootout or a defensive game. Steve Spagnolo, I brought him up in my counterpoint. Do not underestimate his ability to deliver pressure with four defensive linemen. And that's not just with those guys just being, you know, themselves and rushing the passer. He will stunt them. He will twist. He will create confusion. And this is something that Jalen Hurts is going to have to deal with. And this talented defensive line spinning around, the linebackers giving him looks. They're not just going to sit in the same blanket coverages. They're going to confuse him. And Jalen's going to have to be prepared. Again, this is not like anything he has seen coaching-wise. Maybe with Wink Martindale, but Wink Martindale is very blitz heavy so you know he can key on that you can't key on anything with Steve Spagnolo. now on the offensive side of the ball I think Kadarius Tony is going to have a huge 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 game but my outsider pick of the week is going to be Clyde Edwards Alaire and this isn't because I think Clyde's going to score I think Clyde is going to be the key for Patrick Mahomes in the pass protection side of the game I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only way Clyde sniffs the field is if they're getting home on Mahomes and Clyde Edwards Alaire has to step in and be that personal protector for Patrick Mahomes in terms of Super Bowl MVP, I think Mahomes is going to have a great game, but I also think this is going to be a shootout. And I think Kadarius Tony is going to score three touchdowns in this game. So how do you not give him the MVP? There are going to be big plays for Kansas City. You know what? James Bradbury takes chances. The safeties are the spots in the secondary where the Chiefs are going to have to try to exploit. And with the speed of Kadarius Tony and the threat of Travis Kelsey you're gonna have to pick one or the other Kadarius Tony with his route running against James Bradbury two guys who were together last year in New York I don't know could be something interesting and maybe Kadarius Tony knows a thing or two about James Bradbury and don't sleep on Juju Smith-Schuster. My score prediction, I think this is going to be a very, very high-scoring game. I think the defenses are going to make some plays here and there, and I think we might even see a defensive touchdown in this game. But I think there are going to be big plays on both sides. I think Kansas City limits the Eagles to fewer. I think this game is 38-35. to 35. Kansas City Eagles lead going into halftime Kansas City is able to answer early in the third and once they take the lead they don't surrender it the Eagles completely abandon the run game in the second half and Kansas City comes away with a victory great input there Ben I loved your point too about do not expect fireworks in the first quarter Traditionally in Super Bowls, they're just not there. We see the first quarter routinely end tied up at zero or something like three to nothing, three to three, seven to three. The teams and the offenses especially will find themselves as the game goes on. So maybe the first quarter, if you're getting out of work, or maybe that's the time to go on the snack run or just tune in for the commercials. Sometimes the better commercials happen earlier on in the game, but it'll be exciting throughout. For yeah, me, let's go Mets. Let's uh, go, Matt. Super Bowl commercial. 
They want to be a brand, not so much a team anymore. Um, you can so be both. You can be both, just as Dallas. Somehow they're still a team. But I want to key in on a name I don't believe we brought up yet on this show. Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator. A few years ago, the New England Patriots and Los Angeles Rams met in the Super Bowl. And I said that Wade Phillips would be the key to the Rams winning that game. They ultimately lost that game in what many people would call the most boring Super Bowl ever. It ended 13-3. to I enjoyed the defensive battle. I don't want to speak for everyone here. But listen, when you just get the blanket statement, we held Tom Brady's offense to 13 points. You assume you're going to win the game. Now when your offense is just historically bad on the brightest stage so i think jonathan gannon if he and again i said nick sirianni was there in indianapolis when they did it to patrick mahomes we've and it it was in the bright lights just a few years ago it's been shown before it can happen it's a rarity but it's not you know out of the range of outcomes here i think gannon needs to coach his best game for it to happen but i'm picking the eagles to win but I'm rooting for Scorigami. Give me the ever elusive 36 to 23 score. Eagles win it. It'll be a close game, and I just think the defense will be opportunistic. They'll get a pick six or a strip sack fumble and, and put up that last touchdown. And you guys have said it. It's a quarterback league. I think at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts gets MVP. Make no mistake about it. It'll be for as much as what he does on the ground as it is through the air. And through the airs where I'm going to look for my outsider of the week, give me Zach Pascal. I think he's been buried on the Eagles depth chart, but he followed Nick Sirianni to Philly from Indianapolis. I loved him there with the Colts. I wish he stayed. I'm rooting for him too, especially in this game. I hope to see him get a ring. But that's our picks. That'll do it for today's show. Everyone out there, just enjoy it. You know, that's, I think, the biggest thing to walk away from this is, is just enjoy it. This is the last NFL game until we get preseason football in August. Yeah, we'll have the XFL and we'll have the NFL offseason news to keep us entertained. And that's all great, but there's just nothing like watching the game actually be played. So I'll leave it. Dylan has one more thing to say for you guys, but we'll see you next week for Super Bowl recap. Go Birds!